Allow a paw, friends. Welcome to Scattering Angels. I'm going to read to you today from the promulgation of Universal Peace. Um, it was a talk given by Abdul Baha on May 20th, 1912, at the Women's Suffrage Meeting at the Metropolitan Temple, 7th Avenue and 14th Street in New York City. Today, questions of the utmost importance are facing humanity, questions peculiar to this radiant century. In former centuries, there was not even mention of them, inasmuch as this is a century of illumination, the century of humanity, the century of divine bestowals. These questions are being presented for the expression of public opinion. And in all the countries of the world, discussion is taking place to their solution. One of these questions concerns the rights of women and her equality with man. In past ages, it was held that woman and man were not equal. That is to say, woman was considered inferior to man, even from the standpoint of her anatomy and creation. She was considered especially inferior in intelligence, and the idea prevailed universally that it was not allowable for her to step into the arena of important affairs. In some countries, man went so far as to believe and teach that woman belonged to a sphere lower than human. But in this century, which is the century of light and the revelation of mysteries, God is proving to the satisfaction of humanity that all this is ignorance and error. Nay, rather, it is well established that mankind and womankind, as parts of composite humanity, are co-equal and that no difference in estimate is allowable, for all are human. The conditions in past centuries were due to woman's lack of opportunity. She was denied the right and privilege of education and left in her undeveloped state. Naturally, she could not and did not advance. In reality, God has created all mankind, and in the estimation of God, there is no distinguish distinction as to male and female. The one whose heart is pure is acceptable in his sight, be that one man or woman. God does not inquire, art thou woman or art thou man? He judges human actions. If these are acceptable in the, in the threshold of the glorious one, man and woman will be equally recognized and rewarded. Furthermore, the education of woman is more necessary and important than that of man. For woman is the trainer of the child from its infancy. If she be defective and imperfect herself, the child will necessarily be deficient. Therefore, imperfection of woman implies a condition of imperfection in all mankind. For it is the woman who rears, nurtures, and guides the growth of the child. This is not the function of the father. If the educator be incompetent, the educated will, will be correspondingly lacking. This is evident and incontrovertible. Could the student be brilliant and accomplished if the teacher is illiterate and ignorant? The mothers are the first educators of mankind. If they be imperfect, alas for the condition and future of the race. Again, it is well established in history that where woman was not, has not participated in human affairs, the outcomes have never attained a state of completion and perfection. On the other hand, every influential undertaking of the human world wherein woman has been a participant has attained importance.
This is historically true and beyond disproof even in religion. Jesus Christ had twelve disciples and among his followers a woman known as Mary Magdalene. Judas Iscariot had become a traitor and hypocrite, and after the crucifixion, the remaining eleven disciples were wavering and undecided. It is certain from the evidence of the Gospels that the one who comforted them and reestablished their faith was Mary Magdalene. The world of humanity consists of two parts, male and female. Each is the complement of the other. Therefore, if one is defective, the other will necessarily be incomplete and perfection cannot be attained. There is a right hand and a left hand in the human body, functionally equal in service and administration. If either proves defective, the defect will naturally extend to the other by involving the completeness of the whole. For accomplishment is not normal unless both are perfect. If we say one hand is deficient, we prove the inability and incapacity of the other. For single-handed, there is no full accomplishment. Just as physical accomplishment is complete with two hands, so man and woman, the two parts of the social body, must be perfect. It is not natural that either should remain undeveloped, and until both are perfected, the happiness of the human world will not be realized. The most momentous question of this day is international peace and arbitration. And universal peace is impossible without universal suffrage. Children are educated by the women. The, the mother bears the troubles and anxieties of rearing the child, undergoes the ordeal of its birth and training. Therefore, it is most difficult for mothers to send to the battlefield those upon whom they have lavished such love and care. Consider a son reared and trained twenty years by a devoted mother. What sleepless nights and restless anxious days she has spent. Having brought him through dangers and difficulties to the age of maturity, how agonizing then to sacrifice him upon the battlefield. Therefore the mothers will not sanction war nor be satisfied with it. So it will come, it will come to pass that when women participate fully and equally in the affairs of the world, when they enter confidently and capably the great arena of laws and politics, war will cease. For woman will be the obstacle and hindrance to it. This is true and without doubt. This is uh, the first part of a, a longer talk that I'm going to complete tomorrow. Um, I wanted to thank you all again for listening to this podcast. I know it's rather amateurish and I'm um, just sort of in a learning curve right now. Your patience is very much appreciated. Um, the whole purpose and reason why I wanted to start this was to give people um, an opportunity to listen to the words and teachings of the Baha'i faith when they were unable to read them. People are very busy and time is, is scarce um, on most days, so sometimes it's just more convenient to be able to plug in and listen to the words. It isn't meant to be a replacement of meditation and study, but it can be something that can uh, maybe inspire or um, just make your day a little bit brighter. And the words of Baha'u'llah says, immerse yourself in the ocean of my words. So hopefully this will help you in that endeavor. 
Okay, I'd like to uh, close today with a prayer for peace. O my Lord, my defender, my help in peril, lowly do I entreat thee, ailing do I come unto thee to be healed, humbly do I cry out to thee with my tongue, my soul, my spirit. O God, my God, the gloom of night hath shrouded every region, and all the earth is shut away behind thick clouds. The peoples of the world are sunk in the black depths of vain illusions, while their tyrants wallow in cruelty and hate. I see nothing but the glare of searing fires that blaze upward from the nethermost abyss. I hear nothing save the thunderous roar that belloweth out from the thousands upon thousands of fiery weapons of assault, while every land is crying aloud in its secret tongue, My riches avail me nothing, and my sovereignty hath perished. Make haste to love, make haste to trust, make haste to give, to guidance come. Come ye for harmony, to behold the star of day. Come here for kindliness, for ease, come here for amity and peace. Come and cast down your weapons of wrath, till unity is one. Come and in the Lord's true path each one help, each one. Verily, with exceeding joy, with heart and soul, do these oppressed of thine offer themselves up for all mankind in every land. Thou seest them, O my Lord, weeping over the tears of thy people, shed, mourning the grief of the children, condoling with humankind, suffering because of the calamities that beset all the denizens of the earth. O my Lord, wing them with victory, that they may soar upward to salvation, strengthen their loins in service to thy people, and their backs in servitude to thy threshold of holiness. Verily thou art the generous, verily thou art the merciful. There is none other God save thee, the clement, the pitiful, the ancient of days. Abdu'l-Baha. This is from selections from the writings of Abdu'l-Baha. Um, I got it off of the internet, Baha'iprayers.org, and it says 218-10 to 218-18. I'm not really certain if that's a page number or not, but it's a beautiful prayer that you might want to refer to it another time. Okay, that's it for me today. I hope you have a beautiful, glorious, sunny day, as I am, sitting here in the sun of my little garden. And we hope to join you. you <laughs> I hope that you join me again tomorrow at Scattering Angels. Thank you. <laughs>